From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Day talks to us about the importance and difference of programming when you move up from being an assistant to being a director. Why you should not be afraid of nonlinear opportunities throughout your professional career and how the best people to learn from are the individuals that have to do it all. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Play. Listen in on a conversation with Play's Global Director of Performance and Education, Coach Mike Bewley. Coach Bewley describes the vision of how Play will continue to be the company that will propel the innovation of the strength and conditioning profession forward. Well, after 22 years of, of coaching, I've learned that connection trumps communication and that it's not enough for coaches to know that you care. And I think you got to take that a step further. They need to experience that you care. And I've always been a coach that tried to be more tra- uh, transformational than transactional. And so with that awareness in mind too, I always enjoyed working and learning and talking to other people and, and coaches and developing that camaraderie. I've always made myself available to the community because I remember how hard it was too to try to get a crack into this this profession. And, and uh, I promised myself if ever I was given a shot, I would never take advantage of that. I always allow myself to uh, help other people uh, chase their dreams in this profession. It's been very good to me. Play is a company that will help your strength conditioning program find solutions for all your needs. Review second best and check them out at play.us for more information. If you're a strength coach or trainer and tired of using Excel, then you need to check out Team Builder. You already know who they are. Team Builder is the online strength conditioning software for strength coaches and personal trainers. No matter what your setting is or how many athletes you're training, you can log into Team Builder and write programs, build questionnaires, and access athlete and client performance data. Go completely paperless and program through Team Builder's TV mode, their weight review function, or the mobile app that comes free with every subscription. Start your 14-day trial for free today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, to become part of the hashtag Team Builder Nation alongside with six NCAA national champions, three NCAA runner-ups, Super Bowl champions, and many other championship teams. With affordable subscriptions for personal trainers to personal organizations and professional organizations, everything in between, Team Builder is a company that puts the customer first. If you're still not convinced, schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert on teambuilder.com and see what they can offer you. Hewitt and the staff at Team Builder are standout individuals and their product is phenomenal. Check them out.
Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Today, I am joined by Coach Donald Day. He is currently the Director of Strength and Conditioning for Olympic Sports at Murray State University. Prior to this, he was an Assistant Strength and Conditioning Coach at the University of Arizona. He also had stops at Georgia Southern University, University of Buffalo, Western Kentucky University, University of Akron, American University, and Bowling Green University. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Hey, thanks for having me. Sorry, my intro takes about ten minutes to get through. Hey, now, like I said, we uh, we I enjoy giving credit where credit is due, and you you put in your work and you've been uh getting that experience and creating a a, a professional career for yourself. So, could you tell me a, a little bit about your new role that you just got at Murray State? Director of Olympic, uh, strength and conditioning for Olympic sports at Murray State. I have five teams: baseball, soccer, very shortly with some of those teams. Uh, and you know, basically, it's just the physical and mental prep of all my athletes I have, and leave my side of the uh, department and try to help out as much as I can with this three-directed model we got going on to move sports perform. You know, ahead when it comes to our university, really make it a sports performance department instead of just, uh, you know, three separate directors. And, you know, kind of, this is the very, I'd say, so, a big piece of uh, be thought of like that by the, the administration. Hands off to them. And I'm really uh, excited for this uh, new role. I've grown departments before, but I've never been in charge or part of really growing a whole sports performance department, you know? So I'm, I'm excited to do my role in that. Definitely. And what would you say is the, and it's unique because like you're literally driving out there right now. What would you say is the first thing you're going to want to focus on when you get boots on the ground and get going at Murray state? So the biggest thing for me, first and foremost, is obviously like focusing on the athletes, right? Making sure that that like programming is easy. At this point, if the programming isn't like the back of you know the back of your hand for someone in my position, I'd say I've I've messed up along my career path, right? Like that should be the easiest thing, which it is for me. Thankfully, I had some great mentors. Uh, but the biggest thing is making sure the athletes are taken care of, making sure that. The, the athletes are put in roles to succeed and win. You know what I mean? Like not just winning on the field, but winning in life, winning in the classroom, winning day to day, just put them in positions to stack pile different wins, right? People use the, the cliche, lay bricks, right? But we're going to lay wins. Every Everything you do, you should win at, and then winning will just become natural for you. And then the field will take care of itself. That's first and foremost. The second thing is obviously for me, I have to win over the coaches. Thankfully, the admin, they brought me in. They're excited about me, so I have a lot of support from them. Uh, you know what I mean? And I, I need to go and build relationships and win over the coaches, win over everyone within the buildings that I'm going to be in and the buildings that my athletes are going to be in. So those are the two biggest things for me. And then it's uh, being a great co-worker with the other directors so we can move this thing uh, forward. Like I said, I have to do my part of making sure that the sports performance department moves forward. So I have, uh, uh, you know, even though I'm director, I, I still feel like I have a big task as a 
assistant in this. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Yep. No, it sure does. And I think it's good to always maintain that that mindset. Like I'm here to work. I'm here to like do my part and get things going. And I think it's also very good. I haven't heard it much on this version of the podcast, teaching your kids to win, you know, winning little things and win things throughout the day. Now, what was it like getting to interview and get ready for this new version of, of your, your professional career? I mean, you were at Arizona and you've been a ton of different places, D1. What was it like preparing for the interview as a, an established coach going into this Murray State interview? I guess it was uh, my name was like preceded myself, right? My reputation preceded me. Like they were like really excited about me. And I was like, dang, like that's, that's kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like I don't, it was awesome. That was pretty cool. But, uh, and for what they wanted me to do, like it wasn't like coming to be a strength coach. It was come in and help move this department forward. So like, that was also new for me. You know what I mean? Like I've been a director before, but it was more like come in, be a director and like be a strength coach. Right now it's like come in and like have that mindset of an administrator. You know what I mean? So like that was awesome for me. And, and this whole process obviously was like, uh, uh, the big reason behind that, you know, I'm, I'm getting older. My wife is, not aging supposedly after the age of 29 she has aged uh i think she might be 31 but she hasn't aged since 29 but uh we won't have kids uh i'm i i like being a leadership role being director i like being in the south our our whole family's on the east coast and i was advised like when you have kids be closer to family so seven hours is a lot closer than 30 something hours so I, I, this was a big thing for me is at this stage of my life, like it was what can more of more of like the, the career was like obviously important, but I want to move my, my career and my family simultaneously. I don't want I didn't want to just focus on my career. I'll, it'd be selfish of me to say, hey, I'll be a strength coach, but you can't be a mother. Or we can't have kids, right? So I think, like, you know, people might look back and say, like, if, you know, you're looking at my my resume or whatever, well, why did you go from a power five to a to a non-power five, not working with football? Well, to me, it's I'm going to be a strength coach with sports I enjoy and I'm naturally good with. And uh, my wife gets to, you know, be a mother. I want to be a father, so it's like a – total life win for both of us, which I'm not, I don't want to say fair. It's the way a husband should work. You know what I mean? No, I think that, I think that's great. And it's good for our listeners to hear that, that it's, you know, you've clearly established yourself as a coach and, and worked and put in the work at multiple different places, but you can choose to, you know, be happy. You can choose to have other, you can choose to have a life and still be, a good strength coach. And like you said, I'm choosing to be a strength coach. It doesn't matter where it's at, but I'm closer to family and you're choosing to be a strength coach. And I think that's good for our listeners to hear that. Now, what would you say? And you've, you've been a head strength coach before. And what would you say is the one piece of advice you'd give to another coach that just became a head strength coach 
or coaches that aspire to sit in that captain's chair and have all the burden of being the leader of, a, of an organization. Heavy is the crown. I'll tell you that. Like, and you aren't really like, like it doesn't matter how good your programming is. Like it matters. Like obviously it matters. Like, right. Like you don't want it, but like, it doesn't have to be complex. It can be simple. The simpler is going to help you out, right? Because as long as you have progressions and you have a systematic way of approaching training, that will show dividends with your athletes, right? And their performance and whatever KPIs or markets you want to make, right? Like, it doesn't have to be the hardest, craziest thing to increase their athletic performance. And if you want to be a great director, you have to be able to lead people, which is tough. That's tougher than you think if you want to do it the right way. And you have to lead a department, especially in my roles. Like my la- this role, my last role, I had to lead a department. And I was looked at to lead a department and lead different coaches and lead different athletes and counsel different athletes. And I'm sure the same thing's going to be uh, wanted of me here, right? So, like, programming is not the biggest thing if you have gotten to the point where you have developed a system and developed a uh, approach of how to train your athletes, right? So, like, I, I say all that to say this, programming is really irrelevant when you're in a director leadership role. Now, if you're a, uh, I don't know, uh, assistant Olympic person and all you have is uh, to take care of some teams, then I don't really have to worry about coaches because my director takes care of the coaches, uh, you know, all the problems, whatever. I don't have to do administrative roles because my director does that. The programming kind of seems more important, right? Because you have less to do. But I, I, I always advise people make the programming simple, efficient, and effective, effective, so that you can be really good at the things that admin really wants you to be good at, which is everything. But you know, the biggest things are relationships, how the kids feel about you, how the coaches feel about you, and noticeable changes you make to the department. But if you spend all your hours programming, then you're kind of putting the the, the cart before the horse on that one. You know what I'm saying? At least in my experience. No, that's it's been great and being having to lead people and and just it's it's difficult to tell that to an up and coming intern or uh, a volunteer just being like, yo, it's, you have to know your programming, but that's this very small part of what the, 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 the boss does. And I think that's good that you're exposed that. And at least you know that, and you share that with our listeners so they can know it. We'll be right back. Woodway is a company that has been designing and building treadmills and equipment for the long run since 1974. Each of their treadmills is designed with the revolutionary slap belt running surface, which is both lightweight and durable. It is specifically designed to absorb energy at the point of impact, eliminating harmful shock to joints and connective tissues. 100% of the NFL, NBA, and MLB teams and 60% of NHL teams utilize Woodway products to optimize their training. Woodway's curved treadmill was released in 2009 and boasts a completely self-powered manual training experience that does not require any electricity. 
This unique piece of equipment allows athletes to run at any pace they choose and burn up to 30% more calories than the regular treadmill. Other unique offerings from Woodway include the Curve Trainer, Curve XL, Forefront, and Pro Treadmills. Each treadmill offers features that are fit for every athlete. The silent and energy efficient product from Woodway has resulted in 50% electricity savings for owners. If you're looking for equipment that is built to last and will improve and provide each of your athletes an experience like no other, check out Woodway today at woodway.com. Now, what's, I guess what's one piece of advice you would give to that coach that is in a GA or they're an intern or they volunteered at a couple places and they're in the, the muck or the grind of, of what it takes to become a full-time strength coach? What's some advice you'd give to those coaches? So, like, something that I always say to, like, young coaches that call me or, like, uh, I'm not that old, so I don't want to, like, make myself seem old, but, like, any, any coaches that call me and, like, want to talk shop and this always comes up. I've interned a few places. I've G-Day a few places. I'm looking for what's next. Like, I think it's important to be where your feet are at, but, like, everyone's got to give you that advice, right? But to me, it's keep doing – keep working. Keep working. Like, keep working and don't be afraid to take opportunities that, you know, might not seem like – the, it's the uh, uh, the linear path, right? Like this thing isn't a linear path. I think the biggest thing that I've learned in my career is bet on yourself and do the work. But like, if you're gonna place a bet, you obviously want to feel real comfortable about it, right? So if you don't have a network and you are lazy, then that's an ill-advised bet, right? Like, then you should probably just stay where you're at, and hopefully get better. But <laughs> if you have done work and you have good connections and you have built network, then better yourself. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I'd say like the, the linear path for me, if you looked at my resume, it'd be RIGA with football, uh, then stay until I get my first assistant spot with football and then become a head guy and just stay there or ride the, ride the coattails of a coach and then be a power five head guy. But, like, to me, that wasn't impactful, and it wasn't really what I wanted to do. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just didn't want to do it. So, like, I I took some moves that might have seemed ill-advised, but, like, they all paid off. Like, I left football at one point to go to a Olympic-only program in American where we didn't have football, and I learned the Olympic lifts from Sean Fox like progressions I've ever seen and years later when I became an Olympic director which I never thought I was going to do I ended up uh, using those progressions and they really paid off and you know when I became Olympic director I worked with uh, I went from football to become an Olympic director and someone told me oh you'll never get back into football alright whatever uh, well <laughs> I won't tell the whole story but a connection I made being an Olympic director got me my job at Arizona with football. And like I were director, which was a good fit, it, even though I didn't fit the culture fit. And now I'm Olympic director again with baseball. And I've interviewed with some 
throw teams for baseball before taking this job based off of the pitchers recommending me that made it to the minor leagues or made it to the majors. You know what I mean? So, like, you know, the moves, the moves might seem weird, but I always bet on myself and, you know, plant seats. And I always did really good where I was. It worked really hard was. And I've gotten some great opportunities because of that hard work. I spoke at the conference on baseball while I was a football guy for I'd say, you know, just bet on yourself and work hard where you're at. Nice. And I, I do think that's always a good thing. If if you're going to bet on yourself, you better make it a good bet and, and work hard and, and, and get those connections. Now, how did you get those connections? I know some coaches go about it differently, especially when they're, when they're younger. I know I just, I don't know. I bucked up and I just emailed and called coaches out of the blue and be like, like I don't, you, know, you probably don't know who I am or where I am, but I'm a coach. And so I want to see what you're doing or how you're leading your program. But how, how did you go about getting connections or how would you recommend those coaches get those connections? Well, the first part of my career, like the very beginnings, like I'm talking about the first year was I kind of had to cheat. I, uh, I, I went to the university of Finley and I'm alumni with uh, Cal Deets. So, like, you know, I'm, and everyone back then, like, 10, 11 years ago, wanted to know everything about Tri-Face. So, like, oh, yeah, I know Cal Deets. Like, well, I would love to talk to you. Oh, yeah, 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 I'd love to talk. And you know anything about Tri-Face? Like, eh, not really, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I can be asked enough of it. But then it was just emailing coaches, calling coaches, going to site visits. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I still do that. I, I love talking on the phone. I love the old school going to visit a coach or like calling a coach or like whatever it might be. Like, you know what I mean? So I just, I'll hit up anyone. You know what I mean? Like I, that's just how I, I'm just a personal guy. And I like, when I see people at conferences, I talk to them. I, Hey, let's get a beer. Like whatever it is. I'm, I never have met a stranger is what I've been told. So like, it's just, very, if I want to talk to you, I'll, I'll talk to you. And I don't just like the uh, minds of like, like power five coaches, right? Cause like the resources people have at the power five is just un- unbelievable. So you don't really, you know, learn, learn from people that have to do it all because they probably know all the nooks and crannies of every single thing versus someone that has 10 assistants or whatever it might be. And they don't really have to do as much as the other coach. You know what I mean? Yes, absolutely. That's a, I like that a lot. Learn from people that had to do it all. It's just, you know, they've, they've seen it, they've had to work with it and they'll probably be better fit to know what to do versus uh, somebody that's passed the buck. But you had started the first day diversity and inclusive excellence, and you are a big proponent of just giving a voice to you know, the minority population within our profession and, and within athletics. Can you talk a little bit about where, what was that big drive and, and how uh, our profession can help that out? Well, I was probably a terrible business owner because I only did it for a month or two. And then I got a job, uh, another job, but like, it's actually another thing that I liked about Murray. They want me to, you know, do a little bit of like some, get my feet wet in the DEI and kind of progress from there. So, like, that was that was cool, you know what I mean? But, like, so for me, like, I'd say there were personal reasons why I started that company. 
from like things that I had endured that like I had never I knew we were there, but I never faced like straight in my face. You know what I mean? Like I I knew it happened. I had teammates that you know uh, had unfortunate things happen, had unlawful things happen to members of their family, and like you know, I always knew it was there, right? But like having to face it myself and endure it myself, it really drove me to make the company. And then like, I had to get educated a lot. Like, you know, the, uh, the, uh, there's a lot of different populations that you don't think of. Right. So like, you know, people with disabilities, like how, how un, and this might not be the PC way of putting it, but like how unaccessible the world is to those people. Right. Like I talked to a lady there, her own company and we talked, for hours just about like how unaccessible the world is i never thought about that like that's me and my like i'd say my uh ignorance because i don't have to worry about those kind of things right so you can see how privilege is not just a, a white privilege or a, a a whatever privilege rich privilege yeah there are those things that exist but like we all have our own inner biases we all have our own level of privileges that we might not even know like i said i can go anywhere in this world but like someone with with uh someone that doesn't have the same accessibility as me might not be able to so like i think strength and conditioning is notoriously bad at being accessible to a lot of people being equitable to a lot of people and being inclusive to a lot of people and i think it's changing as our culture in this country changes. Uh, and I just, you know, during the time when I started the company and the months preceding that time, I kind of got a great, it was, it was a very painful lesson, but it was a great lesson and blessing that like I was able to be about what I've always said I was about. And I was able to see the ramifications of that, but I was able to see that, Hey, when push comes to shove, this is really what I'm about. And I can give this voice to people, uh, you know, and fight for people that might not, might be afraid to fight or might not want to speak out because of ramifications that can happen. So, like, that was awesome. And that was uh, a great lesson. It was a painful lesson. And I'm finally, like, getting over that pain. But, like, it was, it was cool. It was cool. You know what I mean? Yep. No, I, I think that's good to you. You know what you're about and you were able to back it up. And especially if you saw any adversity, it's just good to know that, like, hey, I, I stuck to what I believe in and I'm going to take that with you. You're going to take it with you to the Murray State. Now, could you talk a little bit? You're a, a, a really well-known and, and, and great columnist for elite FTS. And you are, you, you've, you've written, you know, multiple articles, you're out there. Can you talk a little bit about how that came about? And if other coaches are considering whether it's to write an article or they're not sure if anybody really wants to know what they're talking about, or even me, like I, I when I took over the podcast with, from, from coach McKeefrey, I was like, you know, who's going to care that I'm interviewing these coaches, but you know, you got, like you said, you're going to have to shoot your shot, but could you talk a little bit about what it was like to get started writing with elite FTS and maintaining that? Well, shout out to Todd Amber, because I don't know if he Jedi mind tricked me or not. I knew he wrote for elite and I wanted to write for elite. And I asked him like, Hey, how'd you like, 
you know, I pretty much asked him, like, I, I didn't ask him how to do it. I asked him to help me do it. And in his Jedi wisdom, you know, he, he kind of said some things that like, kind of like pissed me off, pissed me off, motivated me to go figure out how I was going to do it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like, so like, yeah, I think he did that on purpose. So shout out to him. And, All right. and, but like, I mean, no ill will. I mean, Hammer was at my wedding. So like, nice. like I, I love the guy to death. So that's how I started writing. I just literally emailed the, the lead, uh, the, the lead editor and, uh, she just said, Hey, yeah, you can start writing. And then eventually I wrote this and, you know, that was, that was cool. And that was awesome. And I think now it's changed to the point where literally anyone can like submit stuff and they'll either post it or not post it. I don't know how that process works, but like anyone can write for them. And like you said, like, if you want to start something, you just do it. Like I never thought I was going to start a business. So I yeah. did it. You know what I mean? I, just figured out how to, and I did it, which it's really not that tough. You just look into it and put the hours in, like you're taking over the podcast. Like you just did it. You know what I mean? Like for sure. No, I think that's great. And it's good to, yeah, it all revolves around like shooting, shooting that shot. And, and, or if you're going to bet on yourself, make sure it's a good bet and put in the work and get it done. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better, but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind, coaching on the floor, programming, and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever we want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash C-H-A-L-K. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Perch delivers velocity-based training, no strings attached. Perch was engineered at MIT and uses compact 3D cameras to monitor and manage weight room performance without being a distraction. Perch is a VBT built for the 21st century. Attach Perch to any weight rack in minutes. While you lift, Perch uses cameras to passively collect velocity and power data, output in real time, and store it in post-workout analysis. Perch is a revolutionary and innovative sports technology device that enhances workouts, reduces injuries, and saves time. 
Perch works with every level organization from the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, the military, D1 through high school, the private sector, and the home gym. Perch is portable, easy to install, and intuitive to use, making it ideal for every facility and every training goal. No more pre-workout setup, no more wearables, no more broken strings. Set Perch up once, optimize every rep, every set, and every training session. Train with increased precision and measure and manage your progress every step of the way. For exclusive deals and offers, head to perch.fit slash chalk. Again, that's perch.fit slash chalk to check out deals, exclusive offers, and see how Perch can help take your program to the next level. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.